Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds. The first bet Sunday through Friday. grnz.co.nz And a very good morning to everyone on this Sunday as we launch a brand new show on the SEN Track Network, aptly titled Kiwi Chasey, where we will dissect all of the latest greyhound racing news across New Zealand. My name is Damian Watson. I'm in the Melbourne studios in Australia. And joining me from across the Tasman are our stars of the show. Firstly, a big welcome to greyhound racing broadcast veteran Mark Rosanowski. Thanks for joining us once again, Mark. And it's a first time for everything. And it's a great initiation, I guess, to the SEN Track Network to discuss the latest greyhound racing news in New Zealand and to educate all the punters in Australia. Damien, what an absolute pleasure it is to be joining you on this morning, uh, Sunday morning, off the back of a week. It's just the perfect time to start because, of course, we had the Nationals here in New Zealand, as you did across in the States, uh, around Australia on Thursday, and that's what we're going to chew over initially in our first ever Kiwi chasing. Thanks for describing me as a veteran. Uh, that's that just bad a polite or good? word for old, I think, isn't it? Well, it's better than old, right? I've been around for a wee while. In fact, the first guest we're going to have up on Kiwi chasing, a man called Gary Cleave, he prepared, he trained a dog for me 30 years ago in November to run in the New Zealand Cup or New Zealand Championship, as it was called then. So that gives you some indication as to how long I've been around. But fortunately, Damien, you're about to introduce another guy who just brings a little bit more vitality, a little less cynicism, and <laughs> uh, a little more of that junior enthusiasm that I used to have sort of 20 years ago. I'll tell you what, he's an all-rounder. There's no question about that. A commentator, presenter. He's also certainly a capable man when it comes to the trading ranks as well as an assistant there. I welcome in Andy McCook. Thanks for joining us, Andy. Yeah, uh, good morning to you as well. It's a, it's a pleasure to be joining you guys on the show and uh, yeah, getting uh, what we have to offer here in New Zealand across the Tasman to you blokes over in Australia and to be doing it alongside uh, the great man, Mr. Mark Rosanowski. Uh, he talks himself down a lot, but uh, he's one of the best that we have over here in New Zealand and uh, hopefully we can uh, steer you into a winner or two and just tell you what's happening across the Tasman here in NZ. Oh, fantastic work, and I tell you what, great to welcome in our first guest as well on the program today. Going to be joined now by Gary Cleave, who's the breeder, owner and trainer of No Keeper, who won the Nationals Middle Distance at Addington on Thursday night. Gary, thanks for joining us. Good morning to you all. Fantastic work, and I must start off by asking, how was the feeling on Thursday night in terms of claiming the Middle Distance Championship? Oh, overwhelming joy, really. Um, top class field um, the depth of the 500 metre dogs in Canterbury is just extraordinary at the moment with you know probably a good 8 or 9 dogs capable of running sub 30 seconds you know, given the right day and the right draw and the right run so uh, to come out and win the big one was a huge thrill 
Eric Lee, it's uh, Mark Rosanowski here. Sorry to put an age on us, mate, there with that introduction, but uh, we both walk a wee bit slower than we did in 1991. Uh, no keeper a dog that obviously you have had a lot of time for from day one. You've had a stack of good greyhounds over the previous decades. Where is no keeper rating at the age of two and a half after 30 starts? Um, I'd say he's pretty close to the top. Um, it's sort of hard to compare dogs of different generations. Um, his father, no class, was one that we sent to Australia for a staying career and he made the Sandown Cup over there. So, um, yeah, I don't like to compare the best, but he's sort of up there amongst them. And has he shown that from day one, Gary? Uh, you and your partner, uh, Gaylene, the family's involved, of course. It's a family business. Uh, you breed these greyhounds and bring them through. Is this a greyhound who showed something from as a pup or from breaking? Yeah, well, I sort of like to keep um, timing records through the breaking in process. And he was sort of one that we moved... Um, with Addington racing four times a week, we were able to trial four times a week. So we sort of moved him to a, a Thursday night um, just to sort of spread out the, the number of dogs we were breaking in. And we generally trial before the first race. And um, comparable times with uh, the high-grade race dogs on the night, um, his run, run home times were equal of you know, probably 90% of the best. It was only sort of the the top graders that might sort of run a, a faster last section than what he was doing at the time. So we, we knew the ability was there. Um, he sort of no, no way um, the perfect greyhound. He's probably had more of a career later on over the staying trip. Um, he can run a very solid 520, but the strength of his race is at the finish rather than the early part, which... Um, is always hard when you're sort of coming off the pace and sort of giving those lead dogs three or four lengths. This is uh, Kiwi Chasing. We're chatting with Gary Cleave, the uh, trainer of a dog called No Keeper, who won the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Nationals New Zealand Middle Distance Championship on Thursday night. Gary, just to give a background uh, to this dog for our Australian listeners, he's already been a Group 1 winner uh, of the New Zealand St. Ledger on the home track there at Addington, but... Beyond that, you've travelled him and he's done very well. Second in the Auckland Cup, um, that was just after he got to the top class, class five over here. Second also in the Group 1 Futurity, uh, New Zealand Futurity, that is, at uh, Wanganui. So you haven't been scared to, to, to travel him and it seems that he's been able to take to pretty much any track. Yeah. Um, the beauty for the next 12 months is he's sort of been to all these places and he's had that experience so to go to these foreign tracks and, and deliver the goods first up was uh, very pleasing um, you know some of them in restricted age company and others in uh, top grade company so um, he's, he's had a look at everywhere and with the way the New Zealand schedules uh, are organised now there's sort of a premier meeting with feature races sort of every month so you're able to sort of space out the, the racing career and sort of place them to their best, um, not sort of having to go from, uh, you know, one feature meeting to another feature meeting in, in quick time. The, the dogs are sort of getting a bit of a breather and, um, you know, just a chance to sort of work on any niggly little things that might uh, pop up along the way. 
Gary, I hope that means that you're going to be bringing him back up my way. I'm the commentator in the central districts, uh, the Wanganui tracks and Palmerston North. I hope it means that I'm going to see no keeper again uh, early next month for the Wanganui Cup. Um, it's, it's on the radar. Um, as I say, I sort of think his future's probably going to be over more ground. Um, but you never know how good he's going to be over the extremes until you actually try. Um, the stage of the year, the Wanganui Cup looks the logical way to go. Um, we're not too far away from Cup Week at Addington in no early November. So we might just sort of hold off the, the staying career until sort of maybe after the New Zealand Cup. And, um, yeah, look for, look for the longer trips after that. I'm going to bring in uh, Andy McCook here to talk about the race on Thursday night because, Andy, uh, your wife Janine, a trainer, you're very much involved in a team of greyhounds that's going exceptionally well at the moment. And your dog was second to no keeper, a dog called Epic Cruise. I'm sorry, mate, we're just going to have to relive the race. And perhaps you can ask Gary what he was thinking when Epic Cruise loomed up on the home bend to hopefully win the race for you, but uh, came into contact with big time Cooper. You've just got to make me cry, don't you, Rosa? The first time we're on the show, the Australian blokes are tuning in and you're going to make me cry my eyes out. We had it shot to bits on the corner, Crafty, and uh, out catching the dog. I couldn't see the little tip we got on the corner, but there's one thing we know when we're racing in the South Island when we train these dogs, and what you don't want, Gary, is one of your greyhounds charging at you late in the piece, and it's something you've been accustomed to, and running me down on the line is something that makes you smile a little bit more. Yeah, well, I must admit I was at the 520 boxes and um, sort of going past the 600-metre boxes, I saw him working to third and um, I would have been wrapped with the third result and um, as they sort of come past us at the 520 and there was a wee bit of jostling between your dog and the leader and just sort of that break and half a stride was sort of enough to give no keeper the momentum and um, Shanghai them down the outside and and get up sort of running away. So, um, yeah, very pleasing always to run down a McCook dog. Yeah, I know you love that, Crafty. I know you love that. And for everybody tuning in, early on in this dog's career, Crafty, you told me that he was a machine, one of the best you put a lead on. And he brought me to tears at start one as well when we were able to beat you. But unfortunately, the TAB account said no keeper was unbeatable. So you brought me to tears twice with this dog now. <laughs> oh, I'm only trying to help you, Andy. Um, yeah, I sort of like to uh, not hide too many secrets, but um, yeah, we've we've always had a wrap on the dog. One thing that's made me smile today, though, Crafty, before we let you go, is that I'm glad to hear you're going to Hatrick Raceway with this dog because I'm going to try and sneak down to win the cargo. So if we don't have to take on the keeper, that'll make me a happy man. Yeah, I've. Never been one to sort of shy away from opposition. Um, I, I don't know why you're taking the, the chicken run, heading that way. Um, <laughs> there, there's some good money up north, and um, you know the racing style of your dog. It's near the pace and got to be caught. The owner lives on the back doorstep of the track, and the cargo might be half a reason. Does he not like the Group One prize money? <laughs> I would never say no to it. <laughs> You've been um, I'm gonna jump in here, Gary. Yeah, no, go for it, Mark. 
Yeah, sorry, Gary. I've got to just jump back in. Um, I did hear uh, Andy refer to you as crafty. Now, I've known you as crafty, please, for as long as I've known you. Um, how did that come about? Do you recall when it did? Um, gee, that, that nickname sort of comes back from 30-plus years ago, back in the days when greyhound racing was just a hobby and we raced once a fortnight. And you might go to the races with two or three dogs and all us young fellas were keen on the punt and everyone was sort of asking everyone, you know, what you thought your chances were. And as I sort of said, you know, I've, I've sort of rated myself as a pretty good judge, although I'm not not so good now, sort of struggled to find the winners. But um, back in the day, I was a pretty astute punter and, um, yeah, I was probably guilty of... Uh, underestimating the ability of some of my dogs and you'd sort of tell the, the boys that um, no, probably not today, the draw didn't suit or something and just sort of out of sheer loyalty you'd still have your loyalty bet on your dog and through luck in the running or good management or or whatever um, they would sort of get up and um, you know, I quickly got labelled as being a bit of a crafty bugger giving everyone else a swerve and um yeah, the, the name's stuck. Well, Gary Crafty-Cleave, I've also been uh, texted by a listener to ask you, what's the um, thought pattern behind no, K-N-O-W? A lot of your dogs with a prefix no. How did that come about? Um, Galen and I bought a property at uh, Fernside, just out of Rangiora, and um, we sort of wanted to come up with a prefix name for the kennels basically and um, being in the area of Fernside um, we sort of tried the Fern prefix for a while um, but it sort of fell into the same bracket of the home bushes and the thrillings and the big times it was just sort of basically a kennel name and a pet name and we just sort of wanted to do something different so um Sort of liking the punt, we had a, a litter that we'd just broken in and there were a couple in there that uh, we sort of thought there might be a, a, a dollar to be made and um, I sort of said to Galen, we, we should straight out just call a dog no good. Um, back from my punting days, I always sort of found a dog that had a, um, a negative feel to its name invariably sort of paid a wee bit more on the tote so I just sort of felt if we called a dog no good um, you know there might be the opportunity for a punt so uh, we named all the litter no something um, but spelled it K-N-O-W um, we sort of uh, had no good, no faith, no hope um, and it proved successful so we've sort of stuck with it and um yeah, hopefully the no name keeps popping up in these big ones. Indeed. Look, Gary, we have to let you go, but uh, look, over the next couple of days, is racing out of uh, the Christchurch Greyhound Racing Club, Monday and Tuesday. I know you've got some runners in. Anything we should be following in the next couple of days? Putting me on the spot a wee bit. Um, I've actually got a, a brother to no keeper who, to be fair, early on in his career wasn't too far behind no keeper, just 
keeper's gone on with the job um, and Grizzles hasn't. Um, win a nice race on Friday, downgrades back to Class 1, easier opposition. Um, no Grizzles should be saluting the, the judge very shortly. I think he's Tuesday. Thank you for your time, Gary. Thank Good day. We'll, uh, we'll note that one down. Thanks for your time. Thanks for, for leading us out of the traps for the first ever Kiwi Jason. No, good to be part of it. Damien, there he is. Gary Crafty Cleave, the uh, the breeder, uh, the co-owner and trainer of No Cheaper, the winner of the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Nationals uh, middle distance on Thursday night. Only the great shame at the moment with the way the world is that we can't send our uh, Nationals winners over to uh, contest the national final. But never mind, that'll be all in the future. Yes, hopefully things do open up again and certainly we have greater ease in transit across the Tasman. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing. A couple of guests to come later on in the program as well. Uh, the second half of the program, trainer Lisa Craig will also be a guest to run through her best chances in Manukau this afternoon. And on the other side of this break, Matt Roberts will join us who trained claws in Leo to victory in the Nationals distance and we look forward to that as well. You are listening to Kiwi Chasing with Mark Rotanowski and also Andy McCook. Back with more on the other side. And Australia on SEN track. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds. First for form. And a big welcome back across the SEN track network to the inaugural edition of Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning. And Damien Watson is in the chair with you from Australia. We've got Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook from New Zealand. And Mark, our next guest, Matt Roberts, will be on the line very shortly, who trained Claws in Leo to a great victory at the Nationals Distance Championship in New Zealand. Yes, certainly. Um, it's a, uh, a young trainer, but he's been around for a few years having said that and with some very nice dogs on the rise and a very nice uh, relatively new setup too uh, out of Canterbury, not too far away from the uh, Eddington venue where these nationals were run. Matt, welcome to the show. Claws and Leo, the dog you saluted with in the $25,000 feature there over the 732 metres on Thursday night. What were you expecting going in, given that this greyhound is probably one of the talking points in New Zealand racing, having won eight races now, four of them over 300 metres, but looking to be one of our more preeminent stayers? Yeah, g'day, Rosso. Um, yeah, no, he's sort of been a, a, a bit of a, a project in the making, but, um, yeah, we're happy to get him up over the ground now, and... Um, he certainly, the further he goes, the, um, the better he enjoys it. So, um, yeah, no, he's, he's been a bit of a surprise package to a lot of people, but, yeah, no, we're happy to have him at the kennel. Has it been a surprise to you, though? I mean, if we look at his breeding, he's out of a, a, a greyhound called Corinth Bale, who only had one placing in five starts, but she was out of a super litter that included uh, Group 1 dogs, Group 1 winners, Gert Bale, uh, Alan Ablett and Avenger Bale, who won the New Zealand Stayers Cup. So was that always in your mind that he and maybe some of the other of the litter might be able to run a bit of, di a bit of distance? Yeah, well, being by uh, my bro Fabio, we always sort of thought that um, they might sort of look to, look to go over a wee bit more ground. And to be honest, the whole, the whole litter are, are quite similar. They... Um, They've all got quite a bit of ability, but they're not the bravest out on the track. So, um, yeah, we sort of we did think that, but we had a few sort of setbacks um, getting there. But we uh, we finally got there with him to, to be able to step him up, and that. And um, he's been been relishing the distance racing. 
Certainly has. Second in the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. That's the longest race here in New Zealand, over the 779 metres, and now taking out uh, this particular race. Andy McCook, I'll bring you in here. McCook Kennels were represented. In fact, you set up the pace early with the troublesome Kev in the 732 metre feature on Thursday. Yeah, he did us proud as well. We had a little bit of a passenger for three quarters of the race, but uh, no, he kicked on good, and uh, we, were, we were proud as punch with his efforts. Uh, Matt, Claus and Leo, obviously owned by uh, Pete Claus and your father-in-law, so must make the winner a little bit more special being able to get the job done for him. Yeah, no, it definitely means a lot to be able to get a result for Pete because, um, you know, he's he's helped us out enormously over the last couple of years, and he's poured a fair bit of money and, and time and effort into helping us get set up down back down in Canterbury and um, so no we were absolutely delighted to, to get the result for him and being his birthday week as well it was uh, you know a wee bit sweeter. He has been putting in some hours hasn't he of course uh, those tuning in don't know Pete he's uh, recently retired but uh, I think Matt you might be working him harder now than when he was uh, in full-time employment. Yeah I got told the other night after taking the team to the races by himself that uh, he may have fell asleep in the old armchair, so um, yeah, it's not easy work, but uh, he, he enjoys it. He loves the dogs, and um, he, yeah, he loves getting involved. So um, no, we're happy to have him here helping out. We we can sure do with a hand here with um, my partner Sarah and I and a couple of young kids. So there's always plenty to do around here, anyway. He certainly comes in handy with the skills he has as well. And uh, we put this to Crafty a little bit earlier, Matt. You've got a few dogs going around Monday and Tuesday, both Eddington and down at Invercargill. Have you got a, a winner for the, the guys listening at home? I'd be disappointed if I didn't get three winners over those two days. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll look for Monday for the punters. Get the, um, just a, I'm keen on just losing you there a bit, uh, Matt, if you just want to uh, get back to wherever you might have been. Um, I was just taking that down and I heard claws in and that's all. So uh, <laughs> just, just repeat that uh, bit of gold for us. Uh, Claws and Rocky, I'm, I'm going to, to steer the punters into this week. Uh, he lines up on Monday in uh, one of the maiden sprint heats there. So he's drawn box one, so expect him to, to go a pretty good race. Nice. You just stay there for the next uh, two minutes and we'll be sweet here. Um, look, Matt, uh, you and, and Sarah have made a big move. You were up in the central districts there for a while. You've moved back down uh, to Christchurch with a, a fairly significant sort of setup there. Very competitive training ranks in Christchurch, I've got to say. So um, what was behind that move? Yeah, incredibly hard in the Canterbury region at the moment. Um, I think it's it's uh, probably the most populated for dogs and trainers. Um, you know, we're racing four days a week at our home track, Addington, and then it's a fair old hike to, to down to Invercargill to, to try and get a change of scenery for the dogs. So... No, it's, it's tough going down here, but um, the move back to closer to family and that, um, you know, we sort of had to do it really with the two kids and, uh, yeah, no looking back. That's terrific, uh, Matt. And during the week it was announced too that uh, your wife, Sarah Clausen, is uh, the emerging, or has been announced as an emerging director. And uh, I believe she might have had her first meeting with the Greyhound Racing New Zealand board. And I've got to say, it seems like a terrific move from Greyhound Racing New Zealand to, to do that. So our congratulations to Sarah and how she found the first week. 
Yeah, thanks, Sinash. Really enjoyed the meeting. Um, I think getting out of the house away from the two kids as much as anything for a day. But um, yeah, no, she she really enjoys that that side of it, and um, she's she's very hardworking and, uh, and and intelligent. So hopefully, um, you know that that role she'll do it justice and um, and help uh, bring a few new ideas and that to the table. Oh, I'm glad there's some brains there, uh, Matt, to uh, to match your brawn. Um, listen, uh, you've got the Wanganui Stayers Cup coming up at Group 2 level uh, next month. Are you thinking about Claus and Leo for that, or what have you got on the radar? Yeah, we definitely we definitely got that on the radar. we just got to work out the logistics of getting there and back. Um, but as long as everything falls into place, we definitely want to target that race. Um, I've had success before. And that race many years ago with uh, Corbin Bright, so um, yeah, it'd be good to good to be able to get up there and, and have a go at that one. Matt, thanks for your time today, and um, look, you go and uh, scratch your head and work out how you're going to uh, get all those dogs around the uh, the South <laughs> Island over the next 48 hours. Yeah, no, sounds good, Roger. It's uh, Matt Roberts there, the trainer of uh, Claus and Leo, who won the Greyhound Racing New Zealand uh, Nationals New Zealand uh, Distance Championship on Thursday night. Australian uh, listeners, some of you might be familiar with Matt's father, uh, Craig Roberts, Group 1 winning trainer, uh, many, many, many times over in his campaign Greyhounds in Australia, and of course raced many Australian imports to great success here in New Zealand, and like his dad, Matt looks uh, perpetually young. Damien Watson, as we yeah. uh, come back to you and um, wrap up the uh, the Nationals from Thursday and, and hopefully a couple of winners in the next 48 hours out of uh, Gary and uh, Matt there as well for listeners. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Craig Roberts there, uh, Rosa. It's interesting. I think he came from a family of harness racing enthusiasts and we know how big the trots are in New Zealand, so it's great that they have that inter co-connection in many ways and it's quite a common thing isn't it in New Zealand just before we enter the break. Is that something you've noticed as well? Certainly the uh, the Harness and the Greyhound codes dovetail quite nicely and uh, Andy in Canterbury would be uh, as familiar with that as anybody because uh, the place has very strong Greyhound trainers as we've uh, talked about and Harness trainers as well and uh, Damien probably the most uh, notable uh, crossover uh, person at the moment is uh, Peter Ferguson. Now Peter's driven a couple of Auckland Cup winners in the Harness game. He's been a prominent uh, driver for a number of decades now and uh, not too long ago, uh, in the last decade anyway, he has been a prominent greyhound trainer and he has been a Group 1 winning trainer uh, and uh, every Peter Ferguson dog that goes around these days, be it uh, on his home track at Cambridge or elsewhere, is certainly worth following. Yeah, absolutely. It was great to have Matt Roberts on the program after the victory of Claws in Leo. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds. The first bet Sunday through Friday, grnz.co.nz is the place to visit. We'll be back on the other side on Kiwi Chasing, our inaugural program. And on the other side of the program, we're going to get a touch on, in particular, the recent imports of Cash Stack and Blinkered Lily and Rosso and Andy will discuss that in depth on the other side of this break. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds. First for form.
Hope you are enjoying the inaugural Kiwi Chasing program for New Zealand Greyhounds. First for form, Damian Watson at the Melbourne Studios in Australia and very fortunate to be joined by Mark Rosanowski and also Andy McCook, two experts in the Greyhound racing game in New Zealand. And Rosa, I might start off with you first in regards to the wins of recent imports, Cash Stack and also Blink and Lily. Uh, Cash Stack, firstly, a very good victory at Addington on Thursday. Yes, it was, and uh, we'll get Andy's thoughts on that in a moment, but uh, I was very excited when I heard that Cash Stack was coming into New Zealand to join up with the uh, uh, Lisa Cole Kennel, uh, the premiership uh, winners of the past few seasons. The Coles uh, out of the central districts means I'll get to see a, a fair bit of this dog, but he actually started off his New Zealand part of his career uh, down there at Addington. He was in a re-qualifying trial over the 305 metres that I called and uh, he clocked a, a 17 and 51, which is an outstanding time for a dog that's got 600 metre strength. This is a dog that ran fourth in the 590 metre, 595 metre speed star at Sandown in early June. Annie McCook, you were there on Thursday night, the Class 3 feature taken out by Cash Stack. Unfortunately for you, and I'm, I'm not trying to rub this in, mate, but uh, again running down another one of your dogs and Young Mace. It's like the show's just aimed at trying to get me to cry the first time uh, we, we get on ECN, but um, I'm going to hold it strong, Rosa, and I'm not going to let any tears out. Uh, he was good cash stack, wasn't he? He wasn't the fastest in stride. He was able to get out to uh, three or four wits away from the rail, which is obviously where he wanted to be for his first look at Eddington, and gee, he was strong. Our bloke was uh, bowling along in front, young Mace, but you could just see leaving the back that uh, this fellow was starting to put in some big bounds. Run on 12.25, and Rosso watching the replay, he was probably two or three lengths off young Mace going through that back mark, so run home time for him, super, and it's uh, exciting to, to see where he's going to end up. Yeah, terrific to have another good, strong 600-metre dog. And interestingly enough, we've had a few 660-metre races at Manawatu on the Monday recently. We don't have one tomorrow, but uh, we've had uh, Bronski beat, a former Sandown Cup winner, be the 660-metre uh, track record holder. That was taken off him by uh, another Lisa Cole-trained runner in Speed Machine. And uh, now, of course, we've had Hashtag uh, imported. I'm looking forward to seeing him go over 660 metres to see what he can do. Uh, at Palmerston North as well. And the dog who's been dominating the 660s lately uh, at Palmerston North is Nangar Ridge, who was uh, second to Claus and Leo uh, in that uh, distance nationals on Thursday. Andy, um, Thursday night was a real celebration for our New Zealand bred greyhound racing with the features. But of course, we always have to acknowledge uh, the imported semen that we have available to us now and the Australian blood has been so important to improving our breeding over the last uh, 10 and 20 years. Uh, and also some of the imports that have come in that have won big races and some of them have gone to breed on as well. Yes, yeah, certainly have. I think you go back through most of our lines here in New Zealand and uh, somewhere along the line there's a, a nice Australian bitch in the, in the lines going back to a, a grandmother or a great-grandmother and, uh, and that's where most of them end up coming from. But uh, certainly those the, the, the importation of frozen semen's been a, a game-changer here in New Zealand and you you look through uh, you know guys like Crafty, who we spoke to a little bit earlier, and predominantly a, a New Zealand-bred trainer and usually uh, using size of his own no keeper uh, certainly one of those dogs by a dog called no class so we can compete with uh, with what we have here in new zealand but certainly those australian dogs the fernando bales the barcia bales the the fabregasses certainly uh, meaning our, our pool of greyhounds over here getting a whole heap stronger andy i'm just wondering if you've uh, copped your eyes on a, a greyhound called blinken lily the uh, latest uh, import out of victoria for uh, melbourne-based kiwi Vaughan Clark, a uh, good friend of mine and uh, 
a, uh, a man who uh, used to work with us here uh, at the New Zealand TAB. Uh, Gary and Sandra Fredrickson train Vaughan's dogs these days, and it's been quite a lethal combination over the past uh, three or four years. Blink and Lily, two starts, two wins in New Zealand after re-qualifying. Where's Blinkers? Uh, clocked 30 uh, and 02 first up, uh, which is an outstanding time in itself. But on Wednesday, Andy, a 29.78. There are some top-class dogs uh, that have gone around central districts that have won Group 1 races and never touched a time like that. And at the moment, it's, uh, it's even better too, isn't it? Big time Kaylee leading all the way on Friday in a 29 and 93. So uh, certainly a, a really blistering gallop. But I think the biggest thing about it, she didn't even look like she was trying. I was uh, I was able to see it, but wasn't able to uh, to listen into the audio of the call or anything. Didn't see the time till a little bit later on on Wednesday night. And she always gobsmacked. She didn't look like she started putting in until leaving the back straight. And she's been able to run a 29.78. She's got a very big future. Uh, she certainly has. We look forward and hope she can uh, kick on with it. We have had imports in the past. Uh, have posted some pretty good times early on and not necessarily kicked on with it. But uh, so far, she hasn't looked back in the blinkers so far. And let's hope she keeps enjoying uh, finishing on the lure, Andy, which seems to be the key to a lot of the imports that we do get, um, the faster ones. And it's uh, look at a dog like It's a Blaze, who was uh, third in the Nationals there on Thursday, track record holder at Addington. And certainly the... Um, the uh, option for them to finish on the lure here in New Zealand as opposed to run into a catching pen seems to make a huge huge difference to some of these dogs. Yeah, it certainly does. A little bit of incentive at the end of their races means it can just uh, switch their mind on a little bit. And uh, it's a blaze, obviously, a, a big one. He's got a big, big engine, and so far he's been faultless since crossing uh, the Tasman and getting over here to New Zealand. But um, the thing with Blinking Lily, she looks like she's got a little bit of early speed as well. Rosa breaking the five seconds to that first split on, uh, on Wednesday means she should be competitive as she makes her way through the grades. Yeah, I think that's the thing that sort of shocked me uh, early on. I saw her re-qualify. She finished third over 305 metres. I thought, well, look, if she's going to be in traffic to the first bend, then, um, you know, maybe uh, she might take uh, a wee while to work her way through the grades. Well, that's not the case because she sprung to the front twice, run two good, really good lead-up times, 4.98, which is an outstanding lead-up time at uh, Hattrick Raceway, Whanganui, uh, to break the uh, the five seconds. Andy McCook, uh, you are the uh, sometimes uh, remote caller, backup caller for uh, Monaco and the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club who race uh, predominantly on a, uh, a Sunday afternoon. And of course, we've got a 13 race card coming up there a little later. 12.45 New Zealand time start there and the races will be broadcast on ECN. So very shortly, uh, we might get you to chew over a bit of form for today, uh, hopefully in association with uh, one of the uh, dominant trainers up there, uh, Tracy and Lisa Craig. Yeah, team that's absolutely flying at the moment, and uh, they, they've got a few going around today. 14 greyhounds for us to uh, to mull over with Lisa when we get a hold of her, and uh, certainly some nice racing going around. We've got an open grade 527 metre event, uh, Zipping Hewitt, Zipping Barty, you know me now, uh, going around in that really nice 600 metre race on the card as well that uh, that the Craigs have a, a couple of dogs going around in uh, as well. So. Uh, I think we might have uh, might have Lisa joining us now. Uh, on the other side Lisa? of the break, she'll be uh, oh. joining us, absolutely. And we'll look forward to that, obviously, because she's in partnership with her sister, Tracy, and we'll run through her best chances at Manukau later on this afternoon. We'll bring her up on the other side of this break. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing with Mark Rosanowski and also Andy McCook, all thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form. Around Australia on SEN Track. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds. First for form.
Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying our inaugural edition of Kiwi Chasing as we dissect the latest news in greyhound racing in New Zealand. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds first for Forbes. David Watson joined by Mark Rosanowski and also Andy McCook. And Andy, I'll bring you in here because we've got Lisa Craig on the line and she's got a few chances at Manukau later on this afternoon. Thank you for that, Damien. Yeah, 13 races on the card uh, today. They're out of uh, Monaco and uh, a big team of dogs in for uh, the Crate Girls, Tracy and Lisa. And Lisa, uh, thank you for joining us. A very good morning to you. Morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Big team of 14 going around today. We start off in uh, race number two with Barney Parrott. He's a, a dog who's had the 12 goes, hasn't been able to cross the line in front as yet, but he looks like he's got a, a win in him at very short notice. Yeah, he's, he's just a battler, really. Um, there's a couple of quality maidens in there, so I think you'll find it tough today. Miss Moss should be hard in that race on her base on her win on, at Wanganui midweek. And Drifter Dodge qualified nice. Yeah. Failed first up at Cambridge, but back to his home track to come out and win. Yeah, a couple of nice maidens on their way through uh, the grades, you would think. In race number five, you line up uh, the dog in the gold rug for you, Paige. A dog with uh, a little bit of speed once uh, once he gets his legs moving. Yeah, he's not a bad little dog. He gives it his all. I do think he's reached his grade now in class two, so he really does need a bit of luck. Uh, Box rules got the best. Drilling Freddy was impressive on Tuesday. That should repeat. And again, Murray Prince. That one well during the week, so I, I couldn't really have him out of the five, to be honest. That's what we like to hear. We like a little bit of honesty, and that's good for the, the people at home tuning in. And race number six, uh, you ready, Boots? He comes up with a gold rug as well, and or she does anyway, comes up with a gold rug, and uh, she's got a, a little bit of an engine when she gets it right early. Yeah, she's quite a smart young young one coming through. Uh, she can run like an 1840 at Auckland, which would normally win you most class one races most weeks. We've had problems with her in the past with her box manners. We hope we're on top of it. I think she's one of our best chances today. But again, not the best box, but she's got a bit of class on her side. Class gets you a long way. And race number seven, you've got two going around here in a uh, class one and two 600 metre event. Glow up off the one, Danish Delight off the two. What can you tell us about these two? Looks as if we've lost Lisa. I'll endeavour to get her back on the line, but uh, obviously number of chances there at Manico later on this afternoon. Uh, I noticed as well, uh, you've got a couple, uh, Andy, in the next couple of days to follow. I think we've got Lisa back on the line now, so we'll bring her back in. Sorry, Lisa, we got you back. Yeah, you got me back. I'm not too sure what happened there. That's all right. Um, fry her away again, Andy. Uh, we were just up to race number seven, the 600 metre event. Lisa, you've got two going around glow up and, uh, and Danish delight. What can you tell us about them? Um, they're competitive, Brett Greyhounds. They've drawn well in one and two. I think Trillian Izzy would be hard to beat if she can get to the lead. But if if she doesn't get to the lead, I think um, they're both chances, especially from the draws. In race number eight, you've got Opawa Delight again. You've got to put the gold rug uh, on a greyhound here, and she's uh, another dog that's got a little bit of an engine, and the, the middle draw's probably not the end of the world for her. No, I mean, she's in the twilight of her career now. 
I thought she was unlucky last week when the race was abandoned. She looked like she was going to be right in it. So if she can, you know, she's the type of dog, she's very strong, but she doesn't really like to be bothered early in the race. So if she can get some early space, um, I'm sure she'll try for the punters. Move on to race number nine. You've got Mirko going around, uh, another dog with uh, a little bit of ability, and he's stepping back up over the, the 527 metres. Yeah, I've been disappointed with this dog. Um, he broke in real nice. I thought he'd be higher in the grades at this point, but he has had a few injuries. It's his first look back over middle distance. He will be... I mean, I, I, I'd like to see him lead. I'm not too sure if he'll um, run it as strong today as what... He should be running it in a few more weeks' time. So he's one to watch, but just been a bit frustrated with that dog. And um, we'll give it a go over middle distance again. And if he fails middle distance, once he drops back to the sprint, you know, he might be one to watch. Race number 10, the open grade 500 metre race. You've got Portland Dream going around. She comes up with box number one. And gee whiz, she's been uh, just low flying of late. Oh, we're, we're super happy with her. She's never had the inside draw, surprisingly. Uh, most of her forms come from the wide box draws. Box one's a good box to have at Auckland. Um, she's competitive with this lot. If she can get space early, because she probably will want to drift off the rail a, a little, um, she'll be running it strong, so each way chance. Race number 11, we drop back to the uh, 318 metres. You've got two going around here, Ammonites and uh, House Surgeon, and again, you've got to put the gold rug on one of them. Yeah, we bought that gold rug this week. Um, they're just young greyhounds. They've probably reached their grade now. They'd need a little bit of luck in that race. I think Hal Surgeon's the better of the two, but he can be tardy out of the boxes on occasion. And the night, she tries 100%. I do think they'll be struggling today, but, you know, it's a sprint, and if they get handy, you know, they can upset Got three going around in the 12th. The open grade uh, sprint over 318 metres and a couple of really nice dogs here. Wheels on fire. She's got a big engine when he gets it right. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a young dog up against, you know, um, mature greyhounds. He's had a few starts now, but he's the quickest young dog we have in the kennels. You know, it can be tough for them racing the high grades at this age. He has gone well today, so I hope he can turn his form around because he's failed his last two. Portland Wonder, she, she's been trialling really quick. She was off for over three months with a shoulder injury. But her trials coming back this campaign have been quick enough to suggest she can be right in it. She used to compete well in this grade, so hopefully she can turn it around today. Portland Eklund, um, again, nice dog, but he really... He really um, has to get things his way. If he does, he'd be a chance too. But I, I think Wheels on Fire, Box Draw, he'd probably be the best of our chances in that race, followed by Wonder. Uh, she is quite smart when she puts her best foot forward. Just running a little bit short on time here, Lisa, but you got one of the last as well, the third and uh, race 13, the one major moment before we let you go. Yeah, look, she surprised us with her win last week because she was up against a couple of handy maidens. She is a good chance today, simply she's got the box draw. She runs about 1870, which on paper looks like most of those dogs in that field probably run similar time, so I like her today. Beauty, thank you very much for your time, Lisa, and uh, best of luck with the team today. OK, thank you. A good start. Awesome, that was Lisa Craig, Damien.
Yeah, brilliant stuff and great to get her insight as well. Hey guys, thanks very much for joining us for the very first edition of Kiwi Chasing and we'll do it all again next week. And, well, there you go. First show done and dusted. Hopefully there's plenty more to come. Indeed, Damien, it's been a pleasure to be a part of it and hopefully we've thrown out a few winners for not only today but the next couple of days.